0: Most Christians want to see other people come to Jesus. We may struggle now with the courage to speak up ourselves, and that is something to continually work on, but most of us are happy whenever the gospel is shared and received by someone. And we imagine how wonderful it would be to have such an evangelism gift to share Jesus like the apostles did, seeing so many come to Jesus as we share. It is inspiring and overwhelming at times. And yet, that's not necessarily an accurate picture, either. In many times, in many places, the apostles share Jesus only to receive rejection and ignite fury. People don't say yes to Jesus every time the apostles share, quite the contrary, and yet that doesn't stop them from sharing. That should tell us something about our own expectations and hopefully take some of the pressure off as well. In yesterday's verses, Paul has finished up sharing his testimony to the angry Jewish crowd in Jerusalem. The story continues in Acts chapter 22, verses 22 through 29, which says, The crowd listened to Paul until he said this. Then they raised their voices and shouted, Rid the earth of him, he's not fit to live. As they were shouting and throwing off their cloaks and flinging dust in the air, the commander ordered that Paul be taken into the barracks. He directed that he be flogged and interrogated in order to find out why the people were shouting at him like this. As they stretched him out to flog him, Paul said to the centurion standing there, Is it legal for you to flog a Roman citizen who hasn't even been found guilty? When the centurion heard this, he went to the commander and reported it. What are you going to do? He asked. This man is a Roman citizen. The commander went to Paul and asked him, Tell me, are you a Roman citizen? Yes, I am, he answered. Then the commander said, I had to pay a lot of money for my citizenship. But I was born a citizen, Paul replied. Those who were about to interrogate him withdrew immediately. The commander himself was alarmed when he realized that he had put Paul, a Roman citizen, in chains. We have seen a similar aspect of this story before in the book of Acts when Paul was arrested. Once again here, Paul is almost about to be persecuted and potentially die, but once again it's actually his Roman citizenship that saves his life. Conquered nations, like Israel, had no legal rights in the Roman system, and citizens in those conquered places, like the Jews, could be treated however the Romans liked, which might include execution, as Jesus was executed. But Roman citizens were legally entitled to due process, and when the commander finds out that Paul indeed is a Roman citizen, he's very alarmed because Paul has been arrested and interrogated and was about to be flogged without any due process happening. In modern North American legal systems, this likely would lead to charges being dropped due to the rights of the accused being violated, and that apparently seems to be a concern here as well. The Roman commander knows that a line has been crossed. As the commander converses with Paul, he's actually shocked to find that Paul has Roman citizenship. At the time, there were three ways to be made a citizen of Rome. First was to buy it at a huge price, as the commander has apparently done. Second was to perform some great service for Rome, where citizenship would come as a reward. Or third, you could be born a citizen. So Paul was blessed by his birth, and the commander is alarmed that the commander himself is the one who is actually breaking the law here. History repeats itself and Paul's life will be preserved once again. Today, wherever you live in the world today, reflect. What benefits does your country citizenship give you as a follower of Jesus? And how might that serve the spreading of the gospel in your context as Paul's Roman citizenship did for him?